Good morning. So I'm, I'm going to be reading in uh, Luke chapter 6 today. I'm going to talk about faith. I love talking about faith. Jesus, you just couldn't talk about faith enough, you know. And so we're going to talk about faith. So here's Luke chapter 6, verse 6. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath. <laughs> oh, man. How would you like to have a reputation that your faith was so spot on and, and, and accurate and every time you prayed for somebody, they got healed? So much so that everybody else around you, even the doubters, would look at you and expect you to heal. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, he goes, to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might find a reason to accuse him. They were trying to kill Jesus because he was, man, I'm telling you what, guys, Jesus was the great demonstrator of how to live by faith. Jesus is the perfect man. Man, he, everything he did, man, that's what we're supposed to be doing. John 14 says, He who believes in me will be doing the same things that I did, and greater things will he do because I'm going to the Father. So, I'll keep reading this. But he knew their thoughts. Whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might find a reason to accuse him. But he knew their thoughts and he said to the man with the withered hand, Come, stand here. And he rose and stood there and Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm? To save life or to destroy it? And after looking around at them all, he said to them, Stretch out your hand. And he did so and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. This is so awesome. So how does this work? You know, Jesus, it wasn't just that Jesus was some special person. See, Jesus, he commissioned us. Watch this. Listen, Jesus operated in faith, man. He operated in faith. And so much so that that God, that he just, he always, he always uh, saw what he, what he prayed for, man. Check this out. This is right here. Uh, in the passage right above it, it's talking about the Sabbath also. And it says right, they were complaining because he went in and was eating and picking fruit and stuff like that on the Sabbath. And this was his final, his, his last part of his response. He said, and he said to them, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. In Hebrews, it talks about how the Israelites, they never entered into God's rest. See, the thing about the Sabbath is, it's a rest. We're resting. Resting is, has to do with faith. We're resting in Jesus. See, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. And He is also the one who brings deliverance. Who is the one who brings um, freedom to the captives. And so it is fitting that on the Sabbath, 
the day of rest, and Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, and Jesus said, and it says in Hebrews, that those who believe in Jesus enter into the Sabbath rest. See, Jesus is the completion of the Sabbath. It's the rest. It's when we finally rest from all of our toil. It's when we finally rest and we just trust God. See, the Sabbath was important because if you're a business owner, you close your business down for one day a week, that takes a lot of peace and a lot of peace of mind and a lot of rest to be able to shut down your business for a whole day and not make any money. See, now some of us, we don't own a business, so we would much rather have that whole day off and not um, work, you know, and, and take a break. But the Sabbath was actually a fast. It was the time when we fasted, okay? It's so good. We fasted our time. But watch this. When we fast, um, it kills our flesh, okay? And it causes us to, to have to really trust God, all right? But watch this. In Isaiah 58, it talks about fasting. It says, Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? Watch this. Is this not the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh, then shall, you, then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you, when, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. It's awesome, man. We are called to set the captives free. And the way we do that is, first of all, we, we know Jesus, the one who really sets them free. And then he lives in us, and we are Jesus to the world. And so we go help set people free. All right? Now, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Without Jesus, the Sabbath would mean nothing. The Sabbath is entering into the rest. The Sabbath is the fast. The Sabbath is the dying of the flesh. And the Sabbath represents, believe it or not, freedom for the captives. And so Jesus was fulfilling the purpose of the Sabbath when he was healing on the Sabbath. So awesome. Now, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And so then he heals this guy. But let's get back to the beginning here. Um, how did he do this? You know, he was so confident. Jesus was so confident in his purpose. He was so confident in his calling. He was so confident in the fact that God sent him to go set the captives free. Listen, you are the light of the world. Matthew 5 says you are the light of the world. You are Jesus to the world. You need to be confident. You need to be confident in the fact that God has called you to go set captives free. You need to be confident that he's called you to go set captives free. When we're confident in who we are, then there's no reason to not get what we're asking for. 
Jesus talked about that. He says, if you believe in me and you abide in my love, then ask anything in my name and I'll give that to you. And that's, in, I believe, in John chapter 15, John chapter 14, um, when he talks about, I'm the vine, you are the branches. We can't do anything apart from Jesus. But if we abide in him and we abide in his love and we let his love shine through us, then we'll ask anything in his name and he'll give it to us. It's powerful, man. And it's hard because our experience doesn't say that. But our faith can't be built on our experience. Our faith has to be built on what Jesus said. And that's it. Our faith has to be built on the word of God. Check this out. Here's how I know that it all has to do with faith and not our experience. Okay? And faith has to do with the word of God. And check this out. In the morning, this is Matthew chapter 21. In the morning, as he was returning to the city, he, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once? They're asking this pretty difficult question. How did that happen? Like, what happened? And so this is a student asking the teacher, Teacher, teach us. Teach us. How did the fig tree wither? And you will notice that Jesus did not say, well, I'm the son of God and I get whatever I ask for. He didn't say, well, I'm a very anointed preacher and so when I pray, things happen. He did not say, well, this is just for specific people. Only special people get to do this. And that's why it happened. He didn't say, well, I'm special prophet. I'm a... Look, it's not what he said. He taught them. He taught them how it happened. This is so awesome. This is so awesome. And Jesus answered them, Truly, I say to you, if you... <laughs> he didn't even... Golly. He didn't, look, this whole part right here doesn't even preach about himself. He didn't talk about himself. He didn't talk about being a son of God. He didn't talk about Jesus Christ, the anointed one of the Holy Spirit. He's, he didn't talk about the one that was sent to save this, the, the world. He was talking about his disciples. He was actually commissioning them. He was teaching them about their calling. He was teaching them about what they were destined to do. And this was written in the book for all eternity so that you and I would not make a mistake and think that the disciples were somehow way up here and we could never do anything that they were doing. Jesus never put a stipulation. Ever, never, ever, ever, ever in the Bible will you see Jesus put a stipulation and say, only the disciples, only my twelve can do these things. Never. Never. In fact, most of the time he says, whoever, if anyone, whoever, if anyone, it's not about the disciples. It's not about, well, just the first century church. If anyone believes in me, if whoever believes in me will do the same things I've been doing and greater things will he be doing. So watch this. He's teaching his disciples. The reason why he's teaching his disciples is because he knows that his disciples will have other disciples that they're going to be discipling one day. So he's going to teach them the truth so they can go and teach the next generation the truth. And guess what? Somewhere along the line, we messed up. I ain't saying I'm there already. I, I don't know if I could curse a fig tree right now and have the faith to curse a fig tree and let it just die. 
But I'm thanking God that I'm getting there because guess what? This is what my Lord says I can have. And faith comes by hearing. And so here I am believing what he says. And I don't care what my experience looks like. I don't care what any of Joe Schmo says on a pulpit or in some preacher over here in some church. That, that Their word means nothing. Jesus' word means everything. Okay? I don't care what anybody else's experience is. The Lord rebuked me one time. And told me, he said, Zach, my ways are higher than everyone else's ways. My wisdom is beyond anyone else's wisdom. And basically he told me, he said, Zach, if anybody wants to say, well, I have this resume. I have this experience. All these years of da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All this happened. Look, in my experience, they always want to use that. Look, in God's experience, which way out trumps yours, we're talking about thousands and thousands of eons. God being almighty God, knowing more and way more than anybody else. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. God is infinitely more wise than you. Okay? And Jesus comes from God. And Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus is God. And he says right here, if you have faith, if you have faith, if you have faith and do not doubt, that's the twofold right there. You have to have faith and you cannot doubt. Woo! Man, you got to fight doubt. I'm telling you what, doubt will kill it every time. All right? Truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. <laughs> but Jesus, now, that's just for the special people out there. But Jesus, you know, not everybody is called to do that. But Jesus, I don't have that gifting. But, but, but Jesus, you don't understand. And God's like, Jesus is like, but you don't understand. That's why you can't get it. Jesus is saying, but you don't understand. I have all understanding. Jesus is saying that. Jesus says, I have all understanding. And I'm telling you right now, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only be able to do what's been done to the fig tree, but if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And Jesus ain't no liar. He is not a liar. Jesus is not a liar. Man, God help me get this. God help me. I'm just being obedient, you know. I'm out here preaching the gospel. I don't care how hard it is to swallow. I don't care how big of a horse pill this is for me to swallow. Because I'm telling you what, that offends me right there. Why? Because I ain't never seen no mountain move. That offends me right there. Why? Because it makes me look at my own doubt. <clears throat> Why does that offend me? Because I have to deal with my unbelief. I have to finally admit, I haven't arrived yet. This passage right here teaches me I have to grow. This passage teaches me that it's time to pick up my cross, die to myself, and accept what Jesus says about me and not what I think about me. This passage right here causes me to humble myself. This passage right here says... I don't have it all together, and I need to pursue Jesus with all of my heart so I can get there. That's what this passage is teaching me. And if this passage doesn't teach you that, then maybe you have a problem hearing the Word of God. 
Maybe you have a problem really seeing things for face value, but Jesus isn't a liar, and he's sitting here and he says, if you have faith. He didn't say, if you are called by God. He didn't say, if you have a special gifting. Jesus never talked about spiritual gifts, except in Mark chapter 16, when he said, these signs will follow those who believe. But he didn't say, these signs will follow those who are gifted. He said, these signs will follow those who believe. Man, it's all about faith. All about faith. All about faith. It's all about faith. All about faith. Jesus is all about faith. Man, I can't say it all again. It's all about faith. Faith. Faith, 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 faith. Woo! Faith. It's all about faith. And I ain't there yet. I'm trying to get there. And I, all I know is if I don't preach the gospel, I'll be judged for it later one day when I'm standing before God on Judgment Day. And you know what? That's the fear of the Lord right there, which is the beginning of wisdom. But the second part is I love God with all my heart. And I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I just care what people think about Jesus, man. And so I'm out preaching the gospel. And here's the gospel. If you have faith and do not doubt, that's the gospel. If you have faith and do not doubt, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus. That you don't have to be somebody special. You are special already because of you of who you are in Christ. By the grace of God, you are what you are. And he says, if you have faith and do not doubt, and you will be able to speak to this mountain. Watch this, watch this. If you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only be able to do what's been done in the victory, but even if you said to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. That's the condition. It doesn't say if you're righteous. It doesn't say if you're perfect. It says if you have faith. Now, here's the thing. Do you know why it says faith? Because in James, it says the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. But the Bible says that we are saved by grace through faith. See, it's faith that makes you righteous. Faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you, that makes you righteous. Therefore, your prayers availeth much. You're the only way. Okay, listen, listen. The reason why people's prayers get answered is because they're righteous and because they have faith. Now, if you, I'm not saying that, listen, it's not by your deeds. Your deeds don't make you righteous. Let me say that again. Your deeds don't make you righteous. Isaiah says, my righteous acts are like filthy rags. So listen, your deeds don't make you righteous. It's your faith in what Jesus did for you to make you righteous. And it's faith in his resurrection that gives you new life and victory and power over this life. That's what makes you righteous. It's nothing that you did. It's everything that Jesus did. And if you've never received Jesus in your heart, I tell you right now, man, make him Lord of your life. Right now, today, after this message, you ask Jesus and you tell Jesus, I thank you, God, that you took away all my sin and threw him as far as the east is from the west. And today I give you life, my life once and for all. If you haven't done that, man, it's in time to do that, man. It's time to do that. Listen, <clears throat> it says right here. And a lot of people will say to me, but Zach, do you think that mountain was just a figurative mountain? Do you think that was just, was it a figurative victory? It wasn't a figurative victory. It wasn't a symbolic victory. It was a real victory. He cursed a real victory and a real victory really died and withered up. 
And then he said, you will not only be able to do what was done to the fig tree, but you will be able to speak to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. Man, woo! Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Jesus loves you. He wants to set you free from every bondage. Faith, listen, you can actually see faith. Jesus, it says in the word that Jesus would see their faith. Paul saw that he had faith, and then he healed the man. Listen, faith moves the mountain. The mountain should never move your faith. Faith shifts the mountain. The mountain should never shift your faith. Y'all be blessed. I hope this word encouraged you. And encouraged me. It humbled me. Because I ain't there yet, man. I've seen some cool stuff. But I ain't to the point when the religious people are getting mad at me yet and saying, Oh, man, he's going to come in here, here and heal everybody. Man, that's what I want. I want my reputation for Jesus to be so profound and so, well, man, this guy's walking in the room. Somebody's going to get healed. That's how I want to be seen in the kingdom. I'm not saying for me. I'm saying for Jesus because this is all about his glory, not my own. But I'm telling you what, man, that, that would be such an honor to be able to serve God in a way like that. I, and the only way to get there is by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. So when we finally realize who we really are, people get healed everywhere we go. People get set free everywhere we go, all the time, because we bring the kingdom of God where we're at. The kingdom of God is not talk, but power power. They say it says in the word, in the last days, they will accept a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. We are here to invade the world, guys. You're awesome. Be blessed. Love you. Check out our website. Y'all be blessed.